Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. By the way, in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Chris. And nobody. The General Don Bolduc, who is the Republican candidate for U.S. Senate here in New Hampshire, used the claim that somebody had attacked him as a point that he was making in the debate. So I think right. he was talking about people not getting along or whatever, like the the, the differences between Americans or yeah, something. Yeah, he tried to as- ascribe violence as it occurred elsewhere uh, to himself, have, has, as if it had to occur to himself, when yeah. that just wasn't wasn't the fact. It didn't happen. Not happen. Didn't happen. And um, the, and and we proved it because. And we, by the way, we got into this for almost all three hours of this show last night. So the, if you want an in depth deep dive into this topic, then tune in to last night's show. Joa, who was the victim of Don Bolduck, Don Bolduck accused Joa of attacking him, of hitting him. But that was proven false by the video footage that came out early yesterday, or like in the middle of the night yesterday. Basically, that was, that was covered ago. yesterday. Even okay, so not by us, but by the other um, other co-hosts. Well, you weren't here, but right. me, neither and of us jo- were. No, I was here. You, you're in a, like a time warp, uh, Chris. It's actually been two days. Oh, it has been two days okay. since uh, since I, I, we had know this what? debate. I am thing. so busy yeah. with yeah. my life. That's I just I can't keep track. Of it's it. I don't know crazy. how you do it, man. It's been crazy. So uh, so yeah. So two days ago, there was this Senate debate. Uh, Don Bolduck accuses our friend and co-host Joa from Breaking the Flaw, the channel on YouTube and Odyssey, accuses him of hitting him. Has the police arrest him? Now the the police saw it. So they knew he didn't hit him, so they didn't charge him with assault. Yeah, he kept saying, he hit me, he hit me repeatedly to, like, the yeah. police and or maybe media that was recording. I'm I'm not sure. That was just crazy, you know. Also, uh, the, uh, well, he was also saying it probably to activate his troops. His troops? Yeah, his that, it, may be, it may have been his troops that yeah. he was sort of aiming that to. I think he wanted, to, he wanted the police to arrest him. And, in fact, in the video that is going to come out, it's actually up on Odyssey right now. It literally went up just moments before the show started. I haven't even been able to send the link. Link anywhere, but if you follow the Free Keen Odyssey channel, the video is there. The third angle uh, that had not been seen previously, so we only had like a two-angle video, which was yeah, which was crystal clear. That's all you needed was was two angles. But in the third angle, you can see Bolduck smiling after he says he hit me. So he says he hit me at least three times. Joe says it was like four or five times, but there's at least three that are real clear in mm-hmm. the video. So on the final time after he says he hit me, the camera pans over a little bit and you can kind of see Don Bullock on the right side of the screen smiling. How these politicians get away with lying is just beyond me. You would yeah. think you would think that when a politician or you know a candidate is running for office and rallying their troops, they know they're going to have at least half a dozen cameras on them. So why would you make something up that you're going to get called out on? I don't know. It was a really you know just a stupid move on his part. That said, the conservative leaning media is not calling him out for the most part. Yeah, that's true. Some of the more mainstream media they came across the video and they have actually asked him about it. So what you said was he had changed his story. So yeah. originally it was he hit me, and then it became the headlines from the conservative media. Then became Don Bolduck dodged a punch. So the right. story was then that some crazed libertarian assailant threw a punch at Bolduck. And that he dodged it, or it just grazed him, was uh, was what the, the statement was. And then, mm, not quite 24 hours later, it was the noon news yesterday in, in New Hampshire. And, there was and, a, and remember, the police never even charged him with any never, uh, you know, never assault or anything assault, of that right. nature. Only so. charged with criminal trespass and disorderly conduct. Uh, but uh, So anyway, the noon news, we played this clip last night from WMUR where they interviewed Bolduck again, and he admitted that it wasn't an assault. And he said further that he thought the person might assault him, meaning Joa, our friend. He thought Joa might assault him, but if it weren't for the police being there, and then he was like, oh, I love the police. Thanks to the police for their you know, protection, blah, blah, blah. So he used it as an excuse yeah, to talk I, about how much I, he loved I'm the just, police. I, I'm just not buying it. I mean, he, the guy, I, I watched the guy. Now, understandably, there's different angles. That I, I, I will admit that I did not. Get I thought I had everything, so I was actually there and I filmed this. Right, yeah, I had you nice, were the probably shot. most critical shot of all of them. Oh, so, was I? Yeah. Oh, that's that's kind of yeah. good to know. Um, Yours was the only one that that caught mm-hmm. Don Bolduck elbowing Joa. The oh, other ones okay. weren't able to see that. Yeah, 
Um, well, it looks – maybe my memory – again, sometimes when things happen, um, you know, you don't remember things sure. exactly perfectly. But as I recalled it, I thought he came and he was pointing at Joa, you know, and saying he hit me or at least um, – you know, pointing. No, maybe not. He it may not. He, he didn't may not start said the he hit, hit me, me until... but he was pointing at him prior to getting to the point where Joe was even interacting with them. So you know, whatever you know, if and if that if my memory is correct, your memory's not correct. So uh, what, what, you what should happened? Review the video again. I, this is yeah. So this you, is, this you don't is, even know what day it is. So you should know, definitely review the, uh, the the footage. What happened is. Uh, Joa and Bolduck converge on the same point. Bolduck is like rallying his troops, right? He's he's running around, he's shouting about USA, and he's putting his arms up in the air. At and, what point did and, he make the the gesture to indicate? I, I'll tell you. Okay, okay. So, because that's, that's uh, Bolduck's that... rallying his troops, and he's like running up and down, and then he finally yep, goes up right. to visit the people that are his supporters up by the the front, up by the sidewalk, right by the street. So he goes as close up to the sidewalk as he can. Joa is on the other side of the road uh, at that point, front the road going into the school. So they're on the same quote-unquote sidewalk but anyway he crosses over to meet bolduck at the point where he stops and then he has a few words for him about how he shouldn't go to war basically so i think he told us last night he said you suck and you shouldn't go to or, you know don't go to war so chris you just reviewed your own footage yeah probably for the first time in a couple days right? oh yeah, yeah yeah i i definitely did um and and i i watched the video like quickly at one point too yeah. um but you know you know one of the one of the things is when you're when you're trying to film video you're trying to get the right shot yeah and, and make you don't sure always it's know clear. what you got right and sometimes if you're if you if you're paying attention to like i don't know is it recording or you know right. is something else going on you can miss a couple of seconds sure. in there and i think that's what happened with when i was filming is i missed i missed it or i confused who was where exactly there was a lot going on so there was a lot it, to they to were review. definitely closer now that i review the footage right. uh, it was definitely more like you were saying originally and not the way i had remembered it or saw it um, so yeah, and, and not that it changes anything in, in any significant no, way, but uh, Joe was close to him, he but was. he wasn't a threat. Joe comes up to him with his hand basically completely at his side, maybe a little bit behind his back, not quite, but like it was visible, right, but it right. wasn't in any sort of a threatening posture. And his other hand has a video camera in it yeah. and you can tell there's no threat because, one of the other characters, I didn't point him out in the video because he's not really that important, but the second person to kind of run up. Yep. So there's Joa, our co-host. There's Don Bolduck, the lying politician, or I repeat myself, uh, Don Bolduck and Joa, they come close to one another. And then the, per- the next person to come up mm-hmm. is Bolduck's campaign manager. And Bolduck's campaign manager's rushing over because he thinks something's going to happen, right? Like these two are on a collision course or whatever, right? But they 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 stop. There's nothing that happens. And so the campaign manager just kind of stops. He does nothing. Yeah. Like he was prepared to intervene, but he didn't have to intervene because there was nothing to intervene with. There was no violence that happened until Bolduck turns around and then elbows Joa, which is crystal clear, but you have to slow the video yeah. down and you have to zoom in a little you bit to be able to see it. You definitely have to watch. If you want yeah. to know for sure if something happened in most of these types of situations, you really have to watch and replay those videos repeatedly a couple times. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, I, you, you know, I don't think I said this on air, but I actually didn't think Joa and uh, Don had even gotten close enough to actually physically have an interaction. Um, but, but you were wrong about that. But I was wrong yeah. about that. Um, you know, you know, one of the things though, I, I do, I, I want, I want to. I want to give the a different narrative mm-hmm. um, because we're in a we're in a defensive position, the two of us. Um, Meaning what? In in that we're responding to what the mainstream media has reported in, incorrectly on this, but we've never actually, um, at least I ha- not while I've been on the show. Maybe you guys did the other day, but I've never. Um, we've never, re- as far as I know, we've never really talked about why the libertarians were there. Something else I, I think is important to note about the libertarians is the libertarians were actually uh they were not i mean i don't there was nothing indicating that you couldn't participate in this event regardless of what your political um position was however the libertarians were actually protesting the event and on the uh right away or the side of the road and the sidewalk basically and this is this is something I think that's very important to take note of because it, it just it goes to demonstrate that nobody was uh, trying to trespass or violate the private property rights of any other party. And I think I think I think that's important because that's a, that's a that's a that's a tenant of like 
libertarian. Yeah. Well, when Joe was, um, was told to leave, because he was told to leave at some point by the uh, head of security for the St. Anselm College, he left. As soon as he was given the order by the police to, okay, you're being trespassed, you've got to leave, he turned around and he left. And then moments later, that's when Don Bolduc came running over, and Joe just went over to him. And Joe's opinion was he was still on the sidewalk at the time, basically. Like, yeah. Technically, he was still on the sidewalk. Sure, it looked like it to me. I think that's going to be an interesting question in the trial that's going to come up. But what's more interesting about it, and what you're going to see if you watch the 20-minute version of this video that I that just came out at the freaking uh, Odyssey, which you should wait until the end of Free Talk Live to do that. Go to video.freekeen.com. Uh, if you watch the video, you're going to see some really interesting things. Number one, there were three police officers that were on hand for security at this event, which is, you know, typical New Hampshire, right? That there's a hundred plus people and only three cops I don't... around. But what happened was the, uh, not one, of those three officers claimed to have witnessed Joe trespassing, but yet they arrested him for trespassing yeah. anyway. Yeah. And I'm no legal expert. I'm not a lawyer. I can't give legal <laughs> advice. But correct me if I'm wrong on this, Chris. Isn't it true don't, in your experience that a police officer has to witness you trespassing in order to make an arrest for trespassing? You know, I feel like that there is something in relation to that. I don't know if I don't feel like that. I feel like that is the case, but I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. Bad slave calling us from New Hampshire. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, I was I followed. I don't know if you remember the event where the guy uh, up in like Center Harbor, uh, you know, just north of Winnipesaukee up there. He has, uh, you know, a farm up there or whatever. And some woman was you know, harassing him and and he walked out on his porch with a with a handgun, you know, as having already uh warned her that she was trespassing. Mm-hmm. I think there we it was even posted and uh and uh, she made some kind of crazy claim and and got him convicted uh of uh you know uh, brandishing or whatever and uh and and so the whole trespassing thing got pretty well explained to me and uh basically okay. uh they have to announce uh you know if if it's you know in 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 that case there was actually no trespassing signs but it, you know if there's no uh signs mm-hmm. You have to uh, be told indication that 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 they have they have to be given notification. Right. And then once you're notified and you leave, they have and, to be notified by someone out. who is authorized. I understand it. They have to be someone who's authorized to control the property, basically authorized to give that sort of notice. So like a typical employee right. may not be the right person at a, at a company. They may have to have a manager give mm, uh, give the notice, right. that kind of thing. But but when the cops show up, they they can give proper authorization, I believe. I'm, As I'm I not so sure it, about that. The police that. cannot trespass someone unless they've been told by the property uh, manager. That seemed to be what happened uh, two nights ago. Was if you actually again the video that's just gone up at video.freekeen.com. The latest 20-minute video, you can see in there, Joe, while he's in handcuffs, gets the police to admit, he gets them to agree that until the security agent asked him to leave, until the security agent asked the police to trespass him, he was not trespassing, even though the police wanted him to be. He wasn't. Yeah, he was right. and it really wouldn't even have mattered again where he was um, at the time because he wasn't on their property. No, that's so, what's going to come out in court. That's right. that's what one of the things they're going to be arguing about. I mean, is- you you can see from the video he was almost in. I mean, he wasn't in. He so he wasn't on the main street, but he was in the he was area in the road going entering into the-, the parking lot. Nobody, are you with us? 
Nobody's here. We have him. Welcome, sir. Uh, you've been watching this uh, incident. You weren't there personally for it a couple nights ago, but you've definitely been watching it online. You've seen the footage. Listeners that haven't seen it can just go to freekeen.com. It is the, the current video there, the first thing you'll see when you go to the site. Um, you want to weigh in on this? Um. Well, it seemed clear to me from the video that Joe it didn't make any contact with the uh, five-star pussy. Um, <laughs> it's funny, too, because you're not the only person who has used uh, that terminology with, oh, this, no. uh, with this character. Another funny one has been uh, calling him uh, Don Smollett or Jussie Bolduck, referencing the actor oh, who, yeah. who uh, lied about being attacked a couple of years ago or yeah. a year ago or whatever it was. Did Joe tell him this was MAGA country? yeah you know you know it's uh it's it's interesting um i don't know that this incident will have any negative effect on on the guy but i think it will i think we're already hearing uh at least through the rumor mill that some of his supporters are saying this is the final straw for them i think that's so what I was about to say was I think that the libertarians, it has changed some of the libertarians' minds who were going to vote for him. I hope so. Uh, but I don't I know. I was, con- I was considering voting for him, although I really didn't want to because I hate Maggie Hassan's guts. Yeah. But I have put that completely, completely aside. Oh, thank uh, goodness. You know, libertarians uh, should Hassan know better. Hassan has not had... Any of my friends arrested personally, even though she was running the state when it happened. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that, Nobody, because uh, it really has disappointed me how many supposed libertarians have fallen hook, line, and sinker for the oldest trick in the book, which is wasted vote syndrome. Yep. Joa. The man of the uh, the last two days here. We've been dominated on this topic. It has been constant. The media requests, the media interviews, uh, the constant social media inquiries and various different uh, debates and such going on over this. Joe, you, uh, you're the, the man in the middle of all this. Don Bolduck attacked you two nights ago. He continues to lie about it. Uh, and you're on our phones now. You were you with us all last night. So uh, welcome back. Thank you. I wanted to call just to clarify about the trespass because I know there's some confusion on that. Sure. Confusion on now, that. I, I'm yeah. still a little confused about what happened there because I don't feel you were clear the other night when you explained it to me. And maybe this is a way to video drop, uh, but I have a, I'm going to premiere at, at 10:15 my video footage. I haven't released it yet. Ah. And you're going to see the uh, this uh, head of security of uh, the college tell me that I'm being trespassed. Mm-hmm. And then I remove myself from the property, and then is that uh, when you flipped him more. the bird? No, that's at the beginning when he first gets there. Oh, right? okay. So I haven't been trespassed uh, at all, right? At this okay. moment, there uh, they didn't say it was like a secured area or anything like that, where mm-hmm. where all the activity was going on with all the uh, supporters, all the big signs and stuff. Um, but uh, what happened, which is really interesting in the video too, you're going to see the head of uh, security actually start pushing me toward the property. Hmm. He puts his hands on me, stops moving me toward the property. Wait, wait, wait. just to, like, just to be clear, like, when you're saying when you're saying that, are you referring to when you were in uh, interaction with Don Bolduck, or was this before correct. that? Just after that, right after I uh, walked, uh, you know, went up to him. Okay. Um, yeah, that's when the security came over, and he starts like actually putting his hands on me and pushing me toward the property. Huh. So I actually wasn't on the property, or like what Penguin you were saying just a minute ago. Is that like I assumed that I was in public, right? I went mm-hmm. to a public sidewalk. You were in the right of way, I, is I believe is what they call that. It's it's you're basically on the side of the road, yeah. and there's a certain amount of space between the road and somebody's private property. There's an easement or whatever. Yeah, the word easement is. might be a, uh, um, the correct word. But either way, it's it's basically it's it's an area you can generally walk on. Um, right. You're not trespassing, and I, it it looked to me like the law has the word knowingly in it. So even if they could try and argue, you know. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> you were on private property. You weren't on private property sufficiently, even if you right. were, and certainly not to, to to make the not to prove knowingly on it, right? Right. So right, like uh, also the the police officers. Uh, one of them was like pointing down at the ground, like kind of kind of creating a line with his hand, and he was basically saying, "Don't go past us," right? Like, mm-hmm. and so when I went back over there, they had no problem with me, right? Only until I went up to Don Bulldog, uh and. Uh, 
near the sidewalk, and you can see mm. the curbage. Bullduck could have corrected the record, but preferred to play victim of political violence after falsely accusing the man of assaulting him. Now, remember, this clip was aired and presumably recorded. It looks like it was done live. Uh, it was it was aired last night, and this was after Bullduck had already said the the same day earlier in the day that it wasn't an assault. He had already backed off the claims that he'd been hit, claimed, and then then reclaimed that it wasn't an assault. So I'm just going to play this clip here, and we'll get your response, Joe. Uh, so here it is. Sure. Well, it's good to see you both. Thank you both for being with us, uh, General. First of all. Uh, a guy took a swipe at you last night. Uh, I know you served, what, 10, 20? Okay, so he could have corrected him right then, right? Like, he said, well, actually, that didn't happen. But no, he just let, continues. Words of duty, I believe, in Afghanistan. You have two Purple Hearts, five Medals of Valor. You're a true American hero. Uh, I'm sure getting, you know, somebody taking a swing at you is not unusual to you. Not comfortable, <laughs> really? though. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I, I don't, I can't, I can't, cons- I can't. I've been around other political uh, politicians, and I, I can't really remember that many who, who I've seen somebody take a swipe at them. Well, he's saying because he was a general, he's been in some scraps. That's what that's what he was saying. Oh, in oh, Afghanistan? Oh, yeah. give me a break. So let me go on with the rest of the clip. On the other hand. So here's Bulldog. Well, thank you, Sean. It's great to be on tonight, and my best to your viewers. Well, you know, I mean, it. it's just one of those things that uh, – you know, you have to guard against all the time. I'm thankful for the uh, police <laughs> being there to respond quickly. Certainly had some supporters that responded quickly. But, you know, this guy identified himself quickly. We all kept a good eye on him, and I was able to react uh, in plenty of time uh, so that, uh, you know. Plenty of time for what? React to what? <laughs> all I, you did was you said things to him. I, you walked up to him, and you gave him a piece of your mind. These were literally a hired gang. Okay, these police officers were working for these individuals. Um, they were working know, for, for the college, for the college, right? The college. I don't yeah. know if it was the college or the organizers, but the it, it was one of the yeah, two. Um, so I, yeah, it's just it's just it's just crazy, man. All right, there's just a few more seconds here. Nothing happened, and the police reacted Nothing in plenty happened. of time, and the gentleman was arrested and removed from the scene. That's the only thing that he said that was true. He was brought literally onto. So, Joe, you were brought onto the private property that they were supposedly trying to trespass you from, no? Correct. Ironically, <laughs> it's like, you're being trespassed, and then they put cuffs on and then drag me onto the property. What do you think about what Bolduck is saying here? I mean, he had the chance to, cor- to correct the record again, but instead, he goes along with Hannity's narrative and just continues telling lies. Uh, he's just piling it on. I was yeah. like, look at he's doubling down. And then even uh, guys, you gotta look at Brett Bart. Go look at Brett Bart. They are terrible. Oh my god, they're tripling down. Really? They wrote, yeah, they wrote an article. Uh, they titled it, uh, "What uh, the mainstream media is ignoring the assault on Bulldog." And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, me too. But yeah, like me too. Release the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh my god. We've got Dustin on the line in Utah. Go ahead, Dustin. Uh, I was just listening to the digest from a few days ago, and there was a guy that called in and talked about the great economy under Trump, and I just wanted to chat a little bit about that. Yeah, sounds like a load of garbage. What do you think? Oh, definitely. A lot of these uh, people that think Obama was Trump was so great forget to look at it was going up the entire time. Sorry, I, I don't know what's happening to your call, but you said something was going up, but it kind of cut out. I don't know if it's a bad signal oh, or what sorry, happened. Sorry, I'll get closer to a window. Okay, cool. Yeah. Say that uh, again. The economy under Obama was going up nearly in, nearly the entire time, and so people that were investing their, you know, the previous eight years to Trump were also you know, making bank in the stock market. But the problem with this is Obama was just adding on to the house of cards that other presidents and other administrations have been building sure trump then added to the trump the house of cards which then began collapsing while he was in office but uh, yep. you know the mega republicans forget to look at what happened before and what happened at the end yeah well thanks to all the covid uh crackdowns and insanity that also started under trump so and, and exactly. don't forget the two trillion dollar bailout that trump signed and the republicans and democrats voted for so yep. i mean the whole federal reserve system has been backed by the Republicans and the Democrats 25, the whole time. 25% tariff on there, too, uh, under Trump. And then sure. uh, he got Trump got rid of it at the very end, at the end of his regime. And then and who reinstituted it immediately 
uh, oh, Biden. <laughs> Biden. I'm shocked, yep. shocked yep. and surprised. Yeah. The, the Democrats and the Republicans, they're, they're literally, they're one in the same. Yeah, I like what uh, Footloose said the other night, two wings of the same ugly bird or whatever. Oh, right? that's, like, a, that's, that's the a same much vulture, better expression. So, the same vulture, I think, was yeah, the, the term vulture, he, yep. he used. What else, Dustin? Go ahead. Also, yeah, I just wanted to yeah point that out that you know, the and the Democrats do the same thing. If the uh, economy is doing well under them, they take all the credit, and if it's doing bad, they blame it on others. And you know, let's go to Alu on the line here from the Liberty Block at LibertyBlock.com. Hello, Alu. Hey, how's it going? Hey, welcome uh, to the program. Actually, it's a good thing you called in. I think we were actually about to get to your article from libertyblock.com which is addressing the whole situation we've been talking about for the last two shows uh which is of course what happened to our friend and uh activist joa from breaking the flaw there at the uh the debate or out, rather outside of the debate i imagine you've been watching this pretty closely alu since you wrote a story about yeah, it I've, I've heard that joa is uh, the leftist Democrat activist for Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, that's what he's a lot definitely of the not. Mainstream media is saying, and I'm no. trying to comment on these conservative pages. Some of them are, you know, my friends saying it. Some of them are others saying he's oh probably a Democrat, probably a Democrat. And I'm like, guys, he's my friend. I know him. I've known him for a few years. He's also well known in the Liberty community. He also has one of the biggest police accountability Liberty channels on YouTube. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and like I know him, and he's definitely pro liberty. He's not a Hassan guy. It's like, oh yeah, shut up, you're all a Democrat. Yeah. You know, it's you know what, Joa? You know what, Joa? You know, I, I, I would say this: Joa can be a bit cringeworthy at times. However, he is one of the best activists when it comes to Hands government down. accountability. Hands down. And the thing is, I wish we had ten more Joas. Uh, right, absolutely. And and the thing is, I think the value that he brings, uh, you know, to liberty and freedom is, you know, in some sense, by being cringeworthy, because ultimately, you ha- if if you can get government officials to respect the most atrocious disgusting speech not that i'm saying his speech is the most disgusting but cringeworthy at least right then, he was profane right he was profane right. for sure right then you know that the rest of us who don't tend to go that way mm-hmm. um aren't going to be arrested or as likely to be arrested yeah. when we are in a position where maybe we need to film a cop you know um, doing something they're not supposed to or yeah. a bureaucrat or something else how many other people are going into government offices and filming and what happens if if you're in a situation where I don't know there's some sort of corruption going on? Maybe when you're paying your tax bill, or and if you pull out a camera, you're you're, you're gonna do. You, are you gonna feel fear to fear being arrested? Yeah, you shouldn't. But it's because of people like Joa that ensures that he helps protect everybody. Right, protect for everybody sure. for sure. Even if you don't agree with you know some of the things that come out of his mouth. Yeah, his balls are um, incredible. It's amazing that he. <laughs> Uh, he does uh, these things. Like, I would be afraid to do a lot of what he does. And it's it's good that I think he's very polite and very nice in general. Sometimes he'll get uh, more stern and, and, you know, pretty strong and, and, you know, against the police and stuff. And when he's against Democrats, sometimes he'll even yell back at them. Some of the things like um, uh, Jeremy Kaufman and Joa and some others yelling at and cursing at the Democrats at the last few debates. I don't know if that's necessarily my tactic. And I know some conservatives um, think it's a little distasteful. But again, everyone has their own tactics. Some people may not agree with my tactics. Alu, are you are you potentially suffering from wasted vote syndrome right now as we uh, get closer to this midterm election? Well, I don't want to practice medicine without a license, and I'm not a biologist. <laughs> but I think my my tentative plan, I keep going back and forth, because obviously I love Jeremy, and, and I've known Paul Duck for a bit, too. My tentative plan is to do the best to remove Hassan, which will be a vote for Balduck. Um, obviously, Oof. I want. Yeah, yeah I, I know. It's not, um, but, How is it that as as a libertarian, you're an actual member of the Libertarian Party, right? Yeah, I think so. And more importantly, I'm a voluntarist. Right. So, yeah. How how could I, I just to me, this is just like mind boggling. But even nobody was considering uh, voting for this guy, although he's, he's now apparently uh, gone firmly, more firmly into the uh, the Kaufman camp. How could you vote for somebody who's obviously a big government Republican just because you don't like the big government Democrat? Well, well a few things. Number one, um, everything's on a spectrum. I think he does love liberty. Um, again, do I think that he is going to do everything he says? No, because once they're a politician or a candidate, as even I do when I ran for a smaller office, every candidate lies and politicians lie more. Um, 
So, so I, I you admit that this be... guy's probably lying to get your vote. You're, you're aware he's a law enforcement agent too, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to correct the record. Um, I think Free Talk Live was was um Mistaken? a few nights ago. Wondering if it was a cop. He he became a cop. I think a few months ago in his local town. Like right, a, a Hampton. Is it Hampton? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Somewhere out there. So, um, yeah. So I, I know. Um, overall, I do think he will be more pro liberty. Um, if will he be a Rand Paul kind of vote or Mike Lee kind of vote, a more of a mainstream kind of vote? I don't know. But overall, if you look at the thousand issues that the Senate might address, even though they don't pass much legislation, I know the agencies do most of the work, but if they, as far as the bills, I think he will be um, towards the, the top, let's say, uh, court, quarter or top 10% of, of Republicans as far as being pro-liberty. Um, is he the biggest warmonger ever? Again, it's hard to know. I don't think so. I think what he said about Ukraine was a few months ago, and he has walked that back. Again, it's impossible. You mean to when know, he said that he wanted to go all in yeah. into Ukraine and then yeah, start a yeah, war yeah. with China and Russia on top of that? Yeah, I don't know if he said start a war, but he said be, be strong against China and, and all those other countries. And I don't support that, obviously. Um, um, I don't support any of that intervention. And again, at the debate, I was wishing for Kaufman to be there because when they asked, Iran is, you know, not doing things domestically really well for their women and others' rights in Iran. What should we do to intervene? They both said that we should intervene. And I'm like, Kaufman would say we should not do anything. Let Iran be Iran and let's worry about ourselves. Politicians are great at being charismatic. Oh, they I know, want I know, you to like I've them. Seen, I've seen tons of these. Yeah, yeah, they, I, and they're I, very likable. Yeah. And then he's going to tell yeah. you whatever it is that you want to hear to give him your vote, so he can have power. That's what this person is all about, and it's crystal yeah, clear. Course. So, yeah. So, like, like I said in my, in my article, again, I, I wouldn't bet my life that he's going to be a Rand Paul kind of vote in the Senate. Um, I, I could hope, but I couldn't bet my life. Not even Rand Paul is that great, right? Like he's not even uh, he's a, like a shadow of his father. Just to say Rand Paul is the best of the Senate is like saying that he's the best cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so in my article, I explained the the five reasons why I we should remove Hassan, um, and the best way to remove her, again, practically speaking, I understand the third party spoiler vote. I, I've written about this and spoken about this many times. The Wasted vote crap, I know, and it sucks. Um, but but we have binaryism right now. Doesn't it feel weird then, if you are aware of what the wasted vote syndrome <laughs> is, to to yeah, be victim so of it? Why, I mean, yeah. So, so that's why I wrote those five things in the article, and the five reasons why um, I would say you vote for Baldwin, even if it's just to get rid of Hassan, is to punish the incumbent is one of the greatest things. To put fear to politicians that their their reelection is automatic. Politicians in D.C., the, the senators and congressmen, think that they're reelected about 97 percent of the time because that's what they are. If we remove one, it puts fear into them and everyone else in the universe, including Baldock. Um, so if Hassan loses, we beat her. She will know that she lost because of the liberty vote in New Hampshire. No, uh, she Baldock won't. will be afraid no. at least in six years. Yeah. And we'll know he's not going to be automatically elected. I, 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 she won't know that. There's there's two things here. One, I think, is is um, the wasted vote syndrome, which I think is more uh, – I'm looking at it from more of a practical standpoint. But there's also the, the principles, which we, we haven't talked mm-hmm. about, but we kind of said off error, that you that you hold with the quote – uh, do you want you want to go into that a little bit, or which quote? I'm sorry. What? Oh. Um, uh, the, the what was it? Vote not uh, not voting for. I think you're referring to the quote that was shared by one of our is a wasted vote. One of is our audience it? members. Is yeah. that what you're, yeah. you're referring to? We'll the have to. Vote is the vote not on principle? No, no. I think he's. Uh, we got a, we got a couple of folks here in our audience tonight, and uh, he had a one of the founding fathers had a quote about this. I suspect we're going to have it here in a moment. But nobody, you're listening to this. You're somebody who uh, was leaning towards Bullduck, and you've changed your mind. I mean, what do you think about where Ali's coming from? Um, I mean, I was considering voting for him. It was uh, it was really hard with some of the foreign policy positions. I probably wouldn't have ended up voting for him anyway. But, you know, I don't it's not really better to have, you know, an ex general stealing all our money and sending it to the Ukraine than it is having, um, you know, a a drunken housewife stealing all our money and sending (laughs) it to the uh, sending it to the Ukraine. Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases, and legislation is now available for 
for veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government. There may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037. My boyfriend was, uh, you know, I wouldn't call him pro, uh, pro Don or anything, but he was also, he was also ready to vote for Don. And if, 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 if it wasn't for that video, he would have voted for sure Don. And he, he was shocked. He was shocked because, because the guy is he so he had actually met Don at a prior during a prior election cycle um, at some sort of conference or event. And um, he came off, you know, he came off very well. He presented himself very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, the the I think this is a good opportunity to see see the truth, well, um, you know, to see to see the real Don as opposed to. You know, I'm uh, also, what he likes to present himself. I'm as. also surprised, Alu, that your priority here, based on the five things we haven't gone over yet, but you touched on one of them about punishing Hassan, the current incumbent. I'm surprised that your priority is to punish the existing politician somehow or send a message to that person rather than sticking to your principles. And keeping your hands clean, not getting blood on your hands, actually going with your conscience and voting for the the person who most closely aligns to you, which I presume would be Jeremy Kaufman as you're a member of the Libertarian Party and you were at the the event where Jeremy was nominated. Yeah, yeah, his values are probably 100% the same as mine, whereas Baldock, again, it's somewhere between the range of between 40 and 90%. It's really hard to know on exactly what he's... That's a pretty big range. (laughs) I I know, and that's the thing. You don't know what politicians will do, um, and everyone's the same once they get to D.C., and I think you and I will be the same, and that's why you and I don't really even strive to get there, because we know that it corrupts. the Well, yeah, and and to be fair, Jeremy Kaufman could be corrupted as well if he actually ended up going to D.C., but we both know that the odds of that happening are are fairly slim, and, uh, you know, one of the other reasons why a lot of people who are libertarians support the libertarians beyond their own conscience is that they understand that there are benefits to voting your conscience in that if the Libertarian Party here can get over 4% or 4% percent or more of the the vote in this particular race then that will actually give the libertarians ballot access yeah which- this is the practical thing that i think is important to, to point out it's because this isn't just a philosophical i agree with you philosophically but it's also got a practical implication by by supporting don here uh, supporting yeah, jeremy hoping that carlin w- carlin would well, he's, he's supporting don or voting for don and well, unfortunately, yeah. Carlin uh, is running against another libertarian, so there's actually two <laughs> libertarians in the governor race here. So what you're pointing out is there's two statewide races where that 4% could be gotten, and uh, unfortunately, the libertarian vote's going to likely be split in half, or roughly there, there too, in the governor race. So the odds that one or the other of those two libertarians are going to get to 4% are very slim. So Jeremy is the best bet. Right now, the congressional delegation for New Hampshire, for those who don't know, has two senators and two representatives in the U.S. House. They're all Democrats. In my, in my experience, one of the biggest impediments to free state project recruitment, that's the migration of people who love liberty who moved to New Hampshire after giving up on the other 49 hellholes. The biggest impediment, especially from conservatives and conservatarians who often become libertarians and voluntarists, which was my experience, a lot of their biggest um, issues with the FSP is they say, New Hampshire, from, from where I am right now in, in Texas or um, mm. California, it looks like a blue state yeah. because they see it always votes for blue for president and Congress and Senate. I hear this, too. And I, I, my, my thought on that is you're, I'm not looking to attract conservatarians. I'm looking to attract libertarians. Well, there are um, only like a dozen libertarians left in the union. So I'm looking for those conservatarians who are going to. That's not true. There's there are thousands of libertarians out there. And there are a few. But you know what I mean by the pool being bigger. If you look to people who are conservatarian, who have. The, uh, I, I don't even know if conservatarians are moving. Um, you know, it's you, it takes a really Some hardcore libertarian, uh, you know, to to get up and make the move in the first place. Um, you know, I, I had another question for you, uh, Alu. You've got um, have you have you thought about how this affects the like 
you know, the the Republican, right? Like we have in New Hampshire, we have a lot of libertarians uh, that are running under the Republican ticket um, and, you know, getting elected. If if you are if you don't say don't you think you have a, a better opportunity to send a message to the Republicans to pick a better candidate for the Republicans the next time around by yes, voting? I think that's a decent argument. You know, it's as opposed, to, I, agree. I agree. Yeah, as opposed to voting for you know the, the Republican as rewarding is rewarding them for picking the scumbag. Right, because yeah, if, if, okay, if you keep voting primary, for the same I, bad I Republicans, they're not going to change and select a a less bad Republican next time around that you might actually be able to vote for. Yeah, and by the way, in, in the conservative groups I, I'm in in New Hampshire, I mentioned that. I said, you, regardless of what happens, you guys should learn a lesson. You should have selected Bruce Benton. But you're not teaching them person. that lesson by going with their guy. Right. Well, well I mentioned that, but again, a, a lesson has also a, a price to pay. So you can teach a lesson to your child with a little slap or by shooting him in the head, but that's a little bit excessive. You know what I mean? We really should be focusing all of our energy on local and state races in New Hampshire so we can keep making New Hampshire um, more free. It's already the freest state, but even more free. Yeah. So again, it doesn't matter who's in DC. It really doesn't matter that much at all. I, I think. Um, okay. I, I, I think, think we, the only thing that it matters agree for, on with that for the most part. The only thing that it matters for is some people see our national contingent and go, "Oh my God, they're not doing anything in New Hampshire," without realizing that you know that's, that's... what I was trying to explain to to um, Ian and Chris. Yeah, I, I get that, but I think that's easy to respond to in terms of. Um, you know, what's going on in New Hampshire. I mean, there's so many things you can list off that, that just shows otherwise. I mean, we, we have so many state reps in the House uh, that well, were, I, are I free staters, let alone. Articles proving that we're the freest state and, and, you know, how many free staters elected and how many pro-liberty people and A-rated NHLA reps we have, um, and, and hopefully soon a state senator, at least one. I, so I, I respond with that, but there's still a concrete thing, and they say, and it is a fact that's true, that all four of our delegation are Marxists. But these Democrats, people are, the, the people you're talking about, are the low information individuals who really don't have any value. These are just right-wing voters who they only care about the federal government. Because what I would point out to them, and probably you have as well, Alu, is, but look, New Hampshire is this unique purple place where, for whatever reason, the people are so independent that they can go into the ballot box and vote for a Democrat in a federal race at the same time voting for republicans in their local races because the very same year that joe biden you know 2020 came into office and the, you know new hampshire voted all blue federally it also voted all red quote unquote i mean not, not, not totally but the majority yeah. red into the state seats into the governor and, and it won by 30 to who did i'm sorry so new beat the democrat by 30 in that same year 30 points 30 percentage points. That's a huge, it's a huge win, yes, right? It's insane. So but that's what you point out to these people. Is we don't like control five. New Hampshire, right? Like, like well, we're who's not, we? libertarians don't control New Hampshire. No, yet. of course not. So why would you think that we would, you know, have, you know, all libertarians or that's no, not what they're right? saying. No, 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 no. That, you're missing what but they're saying, Chris. If we saw a few conservatives, if we had a, a, a Thomas Massey and a Rand Paul to counter the two Democrats in the House and Senate, that would, I think, attract maybe five, ten thousand more free staters a year. And that but they would be wouldn't be the free staters that yeah. we actually want. They would just be right, right they wouldn't wing. Be the most high information people. I, I agree. These would be right wingers who only care about the federal government. If you can point, if you've got an actual libertarian who has that objection, and I don't think real libertarians would have that objection because a real libertarian would look at the the libertarian success stories and they'd say, "Oh my God, there's nothing like this that's happening anywhere else. I have to be there." <laughs> You mentioned Carlin Borshenko, the libertarian candidate for governor. Are you yeah. going to be voting libertarian in the governor race? Yes, yes. I think Sununu is so bad that he's he's so barely better than better. <laughs> wait than a minute, wait. A minute. I thought you want that, to punish. I thought you want to punish the incumbents, <laughs> and that was really important to you. So shouldn't you be voting well, for yeah, the I'm Democrat? Sununu. I'm punishing Sununu. But you shouldn't you vote for the Democrat, though, to punish Sununu, make sure the Democrat gets it, it, in? It does seem to be inconsistent. Some people have mentioned that. A lot of conservatives who are so upset at Sununu did mention that. And I'm like, I can't vote for a Democrat like Sherman or Hassan without vomiting. So there, there's the principle. Yes, I do still have some principle, even though I'm, uh, quote, not real libertarian. So, yes, I couldn't <laughs> vote for them. But but on that, I'll be able to vote my conscience at least. I think you're a real libertarian. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take Thank your you. libertarian card away. I, you know, I don't get into the petty. Um, uh, you know, oh, I'm gonna unfriend you because you're not voting for the my guy. Because I don't think voting is important really at all. But I do feel like 
voting my conscience is important. I would not want to have blood on my hands by putting somebody into office who is bad, not only on war, because we know he's bad on war, but you know he's an arch statist in so many different ways. This guy wants border control. You know what that means. He wants a total sure he pol- police. He wants a total oh, yeah. police state. That's yeah. what this. That's what you're voting so for. I'll, um, I'll concede on, on point number three in my article that the people who are not coming here because we have a blue congressional delegation are not probably not the most informed people in the world, and we want the most informed libertarians. Um, my point number four, I, I would like to hear if you guys have feedback on, because okay. um, I haven't thought that much about it, but I think if Hassan loses, I think that'll take a lot of the wind out of the sails of the Marxists here, and less will move here, and some might move away. Like, we've seen a lot of pro- prominent progressives move away from New Hampshire, because they've given up, and that's why I love the PSP as well as the FSP, getting progressives out of here. So I, I think that if she loses, that can, again, turn the tide of one or two more percent progressives leaving and a few percent less moving into the but state again your vote doesn't isn't going to make the difference on that and i i don't agree necessarily i think you're going to see the arch status progressives leaving anyway regardless yeah. of what happens because they are going to have a more and more difficult time getting what they want done at the state level you know that's what's really the uh the thorn in their side is that the libertarians are starting to have tremendous success within the republican party here we know they're infiltrating slowly the Democratic Party as well. I've seen reports about that, and it's just going to get more and more difficult for them. And if they can, if they can have more success somewhere else, and they start seeing the grass is greener on the other side, because in their case, it actually is that they're going to. Yeah, this is what I love. You know, I have to say this is what I love about libertarians in New Hampshire. We're actually having a debate, uh, and we're using persuasion. To change each other's mind, you know, it's it, it's so refreshing, right? Like we couldn't get this with the Democrats, we couldn't get this with the Republicans, but at least amongst ourselves, you know, on the little things. Plus, he actually attacked your friend, uh, Alu. There is actually that little thing where he actually physically well, I don't think attacked. The elbow he threw was very hard. Of an elbow. <laughs> no, it didn't look that hard, but it did step him back a little bit. We have Bob calling from Ohio. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I decided to talk about the economy. You know, Joe Biden has ran this economy to the near depths of hell. Is that okay if I say that? Yeah, yeah, you're fine on that one. Just, you know, when in doubt, leave it out, I would say. It should be a rule because we are on broadcast radio. But go ahead. You know, communism is rolling through the streets of our government. People are trying to establish a Stalin-like agenda in Congress. We need to make sure that our nation and our little grandchildren are protected from this Bolshevik propaganda. And how would you propose to do that? You know, we need to have less... We need to have a full-out ban on communism in this nation. You know, what what would that look like? (laughs) A ban on having an opinion? How is that going to work? A ban on having a bad opinion, let's say that. How would that work exactly? I mean, isn't isn't that what the socialists want? How many police are we going to need? And, you know, we could do what they did in the 40s and in the 50s. (laughs) (laughs) You mean have, like, communist hearings and try to identify Mm -hmm. who the communists are? Take over the economy, control... Uh, who every business hires, make every business decision for every businessman. Doesn't that well, put know, us halfway to being communist? We're going to privatize. We're going to have companies privatize. So they have decisions. They have more of a decision than the federal government on other things like transportation, health care. Well, what they did during the 40s and 50s is the government told them who not to hire and they didn't hire those people well you know so we can have that was pretty much governor check government tyranny sorry what was that bob they would have to have a background check to make sure that they're not communism they're not communists sorry. and what would happen but, to the communists well they would be sent to jail well, I, what if I don't want to pay <laughs> for thinking bad thoughts? Well, uh, you know, you, you should really you look violated. into communism because you think like one. If you are violating the rules that Congress would uh, sign and the president would declare, you would also be sent to a camp. You know, <laughs> we do not. 
if you are wow the laws come on man you don't really believe this right you, you're, you're trolling well, us right i was gonna say instead of trying to I'm save the country you should come to I new mean, hampshire but real. you would probably be better off in texas yeah this guy's we totally to uh, stop. huh we need to stop communism in its full tracks but With dude it didn't Abraham. work the last time you tried this major paint go ahead yeah, I was trying to be open-minded with that last caller until he brought up putting him in the gulag. So anyway, speakless or no, is there nobody? I think I think it was you, brother. Nobody's up here. Just just before the last break, about uh, about every twenty years, there's a political change in the wind, and how does it keep transferring power back and forth, and yet there's no change. I have, I was I have a theory on this. I mean, granted, there was political division even after the revolution in this country, but after the Civil War, when Johnny come marching home, there was serious division in this country, and uh, they've been breeding that jackass and riding him ever since. I don't know how they ever managed to breed a jackass. That's a prospect just for the Lord Himself. But uh, <laughs> so every twenty years or so, the politics shifts. Well, about every 20 years or so, a generation changes. Mm -hmm. And we all know that the father and the son, the son will rebel against the father. Yep. And uh, and once he comes right-minded, generally he'll come home if the father was right-minded, right? But if you can put that wedge of division in there at that crucial moment in time, you got something. Okay. Well... I'm I'm not picking up what you're laying down, bro. Well, the division between father and child and the v division between generations. You'll have a Republican generation and you'll have a Democratic generation. Mm. And if, if, if the father was a Republican and the son disagreed with him, he'd become an independent or a libertarian or a Democrat. I mean, wouldn't so you have to you, do that you, for 20 yeah, years? Yeah, sure. But isn't that happening all at the same time? Like yeah. Democrats are having Republican children and Republicans are having Democrat children, but not all children rebel against their parents. So some of the Republicans <laughs> are having Republican children and some of the Democrats are having Democrat children. I don't know. Are we oversimplifying this? We probably are. Well, that, that's that, that's where the, you missed the part I said. If the father was right in his thoughts, the son will probably come to his senses and come home to the father. Mark is on the line listening to WNDB in Daytona Beach. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, I think I can solve some of the crime problem, but the American public has to get a backbone. We okay. need to go public execution. Whoa. That guy in Milwaukee, he needs to be executed within the next 10 days. Which that guy are you talking York about? That guy killed the girl, the mom, her front of her three kids. He needs to be executed within 10 days. The Parkland shooter, he should have been executed a long time ago. It takes a lot longer than that to put on a trial. They don't need a trial. We got if they're guilt, we know no they're trial. Guilty. Three or four people witness them doing their heinous thing. We don't need a trial. That Whoa! I mean, you're talking about a pretty scary uh, idea here. You're saying to abolish the right to a trial and just start executing people that you think are guilty. You know, give them a trial, but give it to them pretty quick. This thing about keeping them alive in prison for the next 20 years is crazy. I don't want to support so, them. I want them dead. So you'd be okay if Ian, uh, myself, and nobody uh, decided to make an accusation against you of murder? And No, not an accusation. If, if enough people witness, if enough people Yeah, if we claim that we witnessed like you murdered somebody and we don't have a body or anything, running those people over. we should just, we should ahead, just execute sorry. you at that point, it sounds like. He couldn't hear you. He was talking. Well, it depends. If you catch me doing something like that, yeah. Well, the problem you, is that sometimes just, people lie, right? And so that's why we have yes. trials. I understand that. So if we but rush the, the trial before there's a body Florida. even, you're saying we should just execute the person. The, the Parkland shooter in South Florida, the guy that killed all the kids and the teachers, and they want to give him life in prison, execute him. Within, they need to pull him out next to him. That guy in uh, Memphis that killed the jogger. He, they know he did it. It's proven he did it. Execute him. Okay. We need to get and you think that'll do what? And, what do you think that'll do? I think, they'll, I think that people will start. When people think they're going to get hurt or executed, they're going to quit doing some of the crimes they're doing. Do you believe, firstly, that the election was stolen in 2020? Uh, and secondly, if you do, uh, 
was January 6th an appropriate course of uh, action to reclaim America, I guess? I have absolutely no care whatsoever about January 6th, other than I think it was it was uh, words I can't say on the radio, but um, I think it was such a ridiculous exaggeration. I think uh, the Democrats, at least, uh, uh, narrative anyway. I think a lot of elections are shams in a lot of different ways. I mean, we've certainly seen you know lots of evidence for some of these voting machines being questionable, and the uh, you know the electronic voting being highly questionable. Oh yeah, for sure. So you know who knows to what extent that sort of nastiness was was going on. Um, personally, it really doesn't matter to me who wins the the national elections because whoever wins, we're going to lose. Yeah. Uh, because they're going to keep making the government bigger and you know destroying freedoms. I don't think that the thing that happened on January sixth was a particularly serious occasion. I I think that those people were not interested in a so-called insurrection otherwise it would have been much more well let's say violent and yeah. i don't support violence i don't think violence is uh, is the solution to the problem of the state i think that's that actually lowers you to the level of the state but those people were just on an unauthorized tour of the state capital i think all of the uh the fear-mongering and the the media about it uh, the mainstream media has been absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. and the prosecutions are completely ridiculous as well wake, so. wake me when they bring the guns in and they start burning the place down and then then we'll talk about whether then it's or not, an insurrection yeah, then it's an insurrection uh, nobody do you want to weigh in <laughs> then on i'll be impressed yeah, right yeah nobody do you want to weigh in on john's questions here um well first off calling it in, in it an insurrection is an absurdity all right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post Show. I am Mark Edge, and today I have with me a longtime friend, Tatiana Moros. Tatiana, how are you? I'm doing great. So nice to be speaking with you again. I feel Good. like the last time we saw each other was maybe even in Mexico a while back. Yeah, I think I've, we've certainly talked on the phone, but I don't think we've been in the same geographic location since uh, the uh, Anarchapoco a uh, couple of years ago. Yeah, I think so. But hopefully that'll change. Let me know when you're in Miami. That's where I ended up moving to, to get some freedom. Perfect. Yeah, Florida is a little freer than New York City at this point. What I found out was from your publicist um, was that you've got a new album out. So um, here I do. I rush to find you uh, to talk about your album. You kind of do crypto songs, Liberty songs, things like that. So I wanted to talk to you about it. Please tell me. Oh, great. Well, uh, yeah. So this is going to actually be my fourth record. It's called Love Songs for Idiots. Uh, We're putting it out in February of 2023 around Valentine's Day. Uh, Although I don't think it's only about love songs about other people. I think there's a lot of self-reflection inside the album. I just started putting out the singles. So the first one we did over the August, I guess it was in August, it was called Keep Your Chin Up, which after everything that we've been through, I think is, you know, a generally a very good message for people. And then more recently, we put out the second single, which is called Through the Night. And, you know, the album was inspired by a lot of different love relationships or maybe not fulfilled love relationships. And, you know, I had written that for a lover and it was meant to sort of give him some strength in, you know, being tested not necessarily in the relationship, but just more broadly. I think the world can be very overwhelming for people sometimes. And you don't always have that encouragement. But, you know, as I as I kind of explored the song a little bit more, you know, crafting it, going into the studio and recording it and stuff, it certainly ended up being a message that I was also giving to myself. And, and I've gotten a really good response to the song because... I think everybody does feel like they are being tested right now. And there's not necessarily tons of music that is speaking to that human experience. And that was a little bit more about how this record ended up being, you know, normally I have a lot of songs that are political and especially in this polarized world, that seems appropriate. But from my experience, I think healing on the inside is a very good way to actually be impactful in the world. Whereas a lot of people, especially in the activist space, I think, they're always trying to save the problems on the outside without taking any time on the inside to like reflect. So I think that that's sort of a guiding principle for that song. 
What's it like to release your most heartfelt thoughts to the world and let them just look into your heart like that? Like if, you know, I was to write a uh, bit of prose to, and I'm I'm no singer, (laughs) if I was to write a bit of prose to uh, someone I loved and it was, you know, vulnerable, it was talking about me, you know, and my feelings, I would really want to keep that private. <laughs> and I would really um, feel very vulnerable if I was to put it out there. But I know, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to chasten you. I know what it's like to have great love songs. And we all love them. So we, we want to consume that vulnerability. But I personally, and I suspect many, many people, and the vast majority of people would be reluctant to, to be that vulnerable. Well, I think it really depends on what the position is, right? You know, it's not particularly desirable to not have been successful, you know, finding my match yet, you know, my true love, he's still out there. And so I think, especially for this album, I kind of took a little bit of the frustration that I felt with that. And then I kind of put it into it and and it is very vulnerable, but it's important in my opinion to show that to other people because the more time goes on, there's just so many different kind of ways where art is not reflective of anything really particularly significant, right? It's like a lot of boobs, uh, a lot of violence, a lot of shock value. And I mean, people aren't even breeding anymore, right? They're not even finding love with each other because they're all demented. And I think that society has a really big impact on that. I think it's the phones too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I would say so considering, uh, you know, I, I fall over apparently using my phone. So that's not great. (laughs) I mean, I also think like the album is very much thinking about, you know, past trauma growing up and, you know, not necessarily feeling like people understood me or, or validated my experience. Right. Like it seemed like I was almost being gaslit my whole entire life. So to me, the ability to write a song is a tool of survival. The problem comes in when you want the validation from other people by liking your music. And I'm very grateful because I have a lot of people that I touch with my songs um, and they give me a lot of great support and they give me a lot of cheerleading and I really need that. But as a musician, it's extremely difficult to attain success even now with all of these post Tatiana coin NFT all this different kind of innovation there's a lot of um, innovation that's been created in order to help artists but that sustainability isn't there yet and if you have a regular career generally if you're good at it you are validated because you get a higher position but in the music industry it's just like it almost doesn't even matter how good you are at all and so if you're a person like me and you're like in a way looking for the validation of all your terrible experiences through singing a song and you don't necessarily get as much market feedback, I think that is a little bit challenging, but I think that for me, the authenticity that I can bring in the fact that I'm touching people outweighs the fear around the vulnerability, but I am very, very grateful for, for my friends that are my good cheerleaders and they have a lot of good things to say. So I think I'm still on that journey and which is why, you know, um, for your audience members who haven't heard me back in 2014, I made the world's first artist cryptocurrency, Tatiana coin. And since then, you know, now we have all different kinds of NFTs and now I'm going to be doing um, some different artwork uh, using AI. So if people look at the album, Love Songs for Idiots, it's on Spotify and Apple and stuff, they'll see that it's kind of manipulated artwork and we used AI. And part of my interest in that was also, number one, because I think it's really neat to be innovating, but also with these kinds of new technologies, you make it more accessible for artists to generate more work and not necessarily have to spend, you know, $5,000 on uh, album cover art and a whole new look if they want to like compose music really quickly and get it out there and have an artistic component you can do it even if you don't have your own artistic talent and what we're going to be playing with through pixel mind ai which is who's helping me with the art is we're going to be combining my inputs and then my fans inputs and co-creating artwork so you know does that solve the problem for every artist no it doesn't but it offers a way where you can add value and 
bring them into the creative process. And as we're seeing Web3 evolve, people are looking for ways to connect with their audiences. And I mean, I think that these are kind of neat ways to be playing around that aren't too expensive, you know, (laughs) Um, for anybody participating. And you don't have to be an artist. So that's always neat. Speaking of art, you tend to end up uh, at a lot of the places that I end up at. And I know you get booked uh, for these events and that kind of thing. Do you have anything that's coming up? Oh, well, actually, so I have uh, Miami Art Week here in uh, Miami, obviously, in the beginning of December. So I'll be putting together an event there, still collaborating. I'll keep you posted because I think people might want to hear about that. It might be a little bit more freedom focused NFT art versus just the regular um, Miami scene. Uh, but I'm going to be going to Poland. And if people follow along on my journey, I'm going to be uh, creating a lot of different content, interviewing people about, you know, the olden days of communism, comparing it to now, getting some on the ground insights as to what's going on in the Ukraine and in Russia, what's going to happen in the future, but also relating that to the past and learning more about the history there. I'm going to be participating in a precious metals conference in Wrocław at the end of October. So I'll be doing a little tour. My friend um, on YouTube, Mike Satoshi um, in Poland, he has uh, a lot of different events planned. So I'll be creating a lot of content and yeah, I'll be sharing, you know, AI music videos from my new album, which is cool, but I'll also be doing stuff like if you can't go to Poland and if you ever wanted to know what it's like, um, I've been going since I was a kid and I speak Polish fluently. So there'll even be some Polish lessons. Where can people go to find out more about the the new single, the new album, uh, and your tour, tour schedule? Uh, they can go to TatianaMoroz.com. That has all of my links. I'm on Twitter, Queen Tatiana. And if they want to listen to me, they can go to Spotify, pre-buy my album on my uh, website, and anywhere where music is sold. Do except you? Because they don't have them anymore. <laughs> right, except for Camelot Music. <laughs> Gone. You, you probably never even heard of it. Um, um but I remember Tower Records in, in Boston, and that was a loss when, when we got rid of that. Yeah. So TatianaMorose.com. I mean, are people used to spelling it that way? I wouldn't. M- oh, sure. Um, TatianaMorose.com. T-A-T-I-A-N-A-M-O-R-O-Z, like zebra. And they can find my YouTube page, which is Tatiana Morose Music. Everything is it should be relatively easy to find. And you could just write the Bitcoin jingle because a lot of people know me for that, too. Indeed. And Google really helps with these sorts of things. Uh, you know, they're, they're great about uh, misspellings. So very good. Tatiana, thank you so much. It's TatianaMorose.com. Thanks so much. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.